Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Here we are, back again. Time for another round of Thoughts on Thoughts. And Thoughts on Thoughts. We're going to have a time today where we share our thoughts on self-care. We have a lot, and some may be controversial. Some may not be controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of buckle up. Run the gamut here today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to let Jessica start us off with... Some exciting news on self-care. And then we'll go from there. <laughs> so look, I'm like, I'm getting married. That's <laughs> so exciting. I'm taking care of myself. I'm going to exercise this week. That's the exciting news. <laughs> Can you okay, guys. get more exciting than that? <laughs> okay. Um, for self-care, I'm moving to Egypt tomorrow. Oh my Egypt gosh. is your first choice. <laughs> Nope, it's really not, actually. But for some reason, that sounded the most exotic. So That is pretty that's exotic. Well, you, you've been to Egypt, right? I have been there, yeah. Oh, yeah. I laid next to... This is a fun story. One time I went to Egypt, and you often get Pharaoh's curse, which means that you either vomit or diarrhea. I was about to say, does that have to do with your digestive system? Because I think it does. And so I was in the Egyptian museum in the mummy room, and there was the mummy Ramses II, and I was going to vomit, and I just laid down literally on the ground next to him so that I wouldn't vomit in the middle of a museum. It was really (laughs) high class. So And you probably got the curse again. Oh gosh, <laughs> exactly. Double curse. Exactly, exactly. So I've never gotten over that. No, I'm just kidding. I did. But <laughs> so and not- spoiler alert, I never vomited. So I just felt oh, really bad. But yeah. I, I kept it in. Yeah, thanks. It happens to the best of us. Anyways. That doesn't happen to a lot of us actually, but <laughs> no. <laughs> to you. It does to everyone who goes to Egypt. It's a thing. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's talk about a few years ago. My friend posted an article that changed my concept of self-care in a really good way. So the article is called, This is What Self-Care Really Means Because It's Not All Salt Baths and Chocolate Cake. Who's the It's author? by Brianna Weist. <laughs> Sorry to jump Her in. catalog. <laughs> Should have known you would say who the author is. I mean, I was getting there, but I appreciate you catching, making eager sure about that this. Got there. Yeah. What's her name? So <laughs> tell me, tell me right now. Yeah. Brianna's a genius, but I really liked this concept because it did change it for me. Prior to reading this article, I thought of self care very much as I deserve this brownie. I've had a long day. I want a um, manicure because yes, yeah, I or like I it. need to be getting massages. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting as much massages as other people. So I'm not taking care of myself, things like Mm -hmm. that. 
But I read this article and there's a quote that I love from it. So it says, true self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. Oh, just I let it that. wash over you. Right? Just let all of those words wash over you. I need a so good. repeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. say it again. Mm-hmm. Say it again. So true self-care is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. Because massages and manicures and that sort of thing is like escaping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's our way of coping with a very, very stressful life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's about intent, right? So if I get a massage as part of my healthy, happy life, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But if I'm getting a massage because I cannot go another day because I'm totally burnt out, so I have to have that massage because I've been mistreating my body for so long and I've been like working myself too hard and so I need that massage as my last ditch effort, that's not good for us, right? Mm-hmm. So it's that shift from realizing that you can enjoy these things as part of a healthy life instead of relying on them as the only good part of your life. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense that you said intention because the beginning of that quote says making the choice. So you have to make the choice in that. These aren't things that are happening to you. You're choosing a certain type of life Mm -hmm. through your actions. Yeah. So when I first read this article, I was doing therapy And what had happened was I had inherited someone else's schedule. So her schedule was she worked half days on Wednesday and Friday. So full day, Monday, Tuesday, half day, Wednesday, full day, Thursday, half day, Friday. But what was weird was that the half day was Monday, Wednesday morning, but it was Friday afternoon. Oh, that would would mess me up for sure. Yeah. It was rough. So I did that for a long time, but I was really getting burnt out. So I switched my schedule to working four tens. But what happened was I hate waking up in the morning. Anyone who knows me in real life knows (laughs) that I am not a morning person. Like I believe that anytime between before 8 a.m. is like rough. But if you are waking up before seven, like you better be getting on an airplane because that is the only reason to do that. (laughs) Like literally, it's the worst. So, what talk happened, about Pharaoh's curse? You know what I mean? Literally, no, literally. <laughs> That's a bad the worst. Joke. <laughs> that was a bad joke. It was a good I joke. Yeah. So, what happened was I was working four tens, but I hated waking up in the morning. So I was waking up. My first client would be at 10, 11, 12 sometimes, and then I'd work till eight p.m. at night, a few days a week. But what happened with this schedule was I was coming home at eight, eating a dinner, going right to bed, sleeping in as long as I could, waking up, going, doing therapy. And I was just doing this every four days a week, right? And then Fridays, I would have to just lay in bed the whole day, watch Netflix, eat good food and do nothing because I was so tired from my week. So Eventually, in my last year of doing therapy, I worked for five years. So in my fourth year, I finally figured it out. I did something that was hard for me, but good for me, which was I started scheduling people at 8 a.m. and leaving at 5, which is the normal work week for most people. So I would work from 8 to 5 around then. 
see people, maybe have a good lunch break. But really, I was pushing myself in a way that was very, very difficult for me. It was hard every single morning for me to wake up at that 8 a.m. time. But what I found was that when Friday came around, I had time to go to the gym. I had the energy to go to the gym. I had the energy to do some cleaning around the house that I hadn't done during the week. And then when Elliot came home, we could have like a good weekend together and have fun rather than before when I was like, I'm just out for the whole weekend. Like I'm so tired after my week. So it wasn't good for me. And I started to learn like, oh, it sucks every morning for me to wake up at this time because I had to wake up in the sevens, guys. And that's it really is not what my body wants to do. (laughs) But it was what was better for my mind. And so then it was better for my body in the long run. So it's kind of interesting how when you do something that's really hard but good for you, you don't need to escape from your life nearly as much. Yeah. But you guys, it is like it took me four years, three (laughs) to four years to figure out that I was doing it wrong and exhausting my body. And do you know what kind of a toll that takes on your emotional, mental, and physical life? Like it was a lot. Mm -hmm. And so you really do have to be honest and say, you know what? I am not happy with the way that this is going. I don't have energy. I don't have time to do things. And sometimes you have to make valuable changes. And that change is not, well, I'm going to slip in an extra pedicure and then I'm going to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be, I actually can't have this person in my life. Or I do need to talk to my boss and set a really good boundary that I can't work when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are, are going to be hard things about that, but it's also going to be good for you in the long run, you know? Yeah. I just am really relating to what you that term that you've said a few times now, it says something that's hard, but good. And I think that's a big perception shift that we have to make in terms of self-care is because we think, well, my life is hard. So my self-care should be good, right? Like I do this hard life and I'm stressed out all the time. So I don't want any part of my self-care to be hard. I already do enough hard. I want that to be good. And that's what we're talking about. The escape. Like I'm going to go and have a blissful 40 minute massage. But then when your 40 minutes is over, you're back to your life, which is the majority of your time. So it's kind of recognizing that that self-care, there has to be a portion that's hard if you're going to make consistent change in what's going on. I think for me, self-care has mainly been hard for me when it comes to boundary setting. And also uh, working out, to be honest. Jessica, when you were talking about, you know, making hard decisions or hard changes in your routine, it made me think about, actually, it reminded me of it because you were talking about waking up early. Um, This past winter, I started getting up early to go to the gym, which is not in my nature. I'm not one of those people that can like bounce out of bed at 5 a.m. and be like, I'm hitting the gym. And we all are people people like that. Who are you? Maybe this podcast should have been like about people who can't get up early in the morning because all three of us can't do this. So maybe self-care is really just waking up in the morning and taking care of yourself (laughs) before you work. Yeah. So I decided to wake up early. I'd get up at 6 be at the gym by 6.30 and knock out my workout. 
and oh, it yeah. was in the dead of winter. So none of it was comfortable. It's dark outside. I'm scraping snow off my car because I didn't have a garage. I'm driving up to the gym and there's minimal parking in front of it. I hate parking problems. Oh my I gosh. hate it more than anything. It Don't stresses get me, me started. Out. Yeah, so, I can't even talk. Really, all of it was very uncomfortable for me, but I felt really good afterwards. And I think that's just kind of my whole existence with working out is it's not a comfortable form of self-care for me at all. Um, I like the feeling afterwards, but generally when I'm in it, I'm not one of those people that experiences a runner's high when Mm -hmm. I'm five miles in. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm married to one of those people that... Mm -hmm. Good for him. Runs just for the sake of running because he loves it so much. And it's awesome. It is awesome to see. Um, But I'm more of that person where I have to sign myself up for races to get myself to be consistent with a routine. Mm -hmm. And I do like it. Like I like working towards something. Like I think that's a really good way to incorporate self-care into your goal setting because if we're just always doing stuff that's easy for us, we're not growing and changing at all. But if we can have a feeling of accomplishment because we've done something really hard that stretched us, it's awesome. And we can hold on to that feeling when, you know, we're not motivated or, we need a moment to like reflect on a time when we've achieved something great, good. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the article, it says like self-care is not satiating your immediate desires. It's letting go. It's choosing new. It's disappointing some people. It's making sacrifices. It's getting to your goals. And it really is. It's that long term thing that you can look back on and be like, I did that Mm -hmm. instead of just being like, I ate that today or, My nails look good for two weeks. But then what happens is if you can get a manicure and you can feel good for a long time, that's great. Mm -hmm. But what happens when your manicure is over, right? And that's where self-care can get kind of difficult where it's like if we're just satisfying these short-term needs and goals and things that we want, we're not fulfilling that deep need. And you can think of it as like a cup, right? We've talked about the cup of love like with attachment But it's just this cup of like what fills you up as a person. Mm -hmm. And so these long-term hard things like KJ working out every morning is going to fill her up as a person because she's going to be proud of herself for doing something hard on top of all the benefits of the exercise. And I really like what the part of the article that you read about it being a sacrifice as well. Because it really is. I, I think the biggest thing for self-care that I do right now is going to therapy because I didn't always go to therapy and I realized recently that I needed to go and it was really hard to go to therapy. Like it was at a time where my husband was working always, like always, and there wasn't a convenient time to go. There wasn't somebody to watch my kids every single week, although I did have people that offered, but it didn't always line up. Times were hard. And I remember at one point I had a, th- I went to a therapist that was right next to my husband's hospital that he worked at. And I would race up to his office, screeching to a halt with two kids in the car. And then he would swap me 
like he would run into mm-hmm. the car and then I'd jump out of the car and then he would hang out with them for 50 minutes because he'd like schedule a 50 minute break and I would run three blocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Three blocks. <laughs> okay. Three blocks is like kind of big for some of us. So I would run three uh, yeah. blocks. I'd show it to my therapist huffing and puffing. She'd be like, oh, did you have to run here again? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we only have one car. <laughs> you know, she was like, oh, good. I'm so proud of you. But like it, there was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice yeah. to just like logistically to get there. And it was also a sacrifice to go as we all know therapy is and to open myself up, be vulnerable and face a lot of the stuff in my life that I needed to work on. And so kind of goes back to our saying it was really hard, but good. Mm-hmm. And like when I was in therapy, when I'm in therapy, I feel those lasting effects. Like I can mm-hmm. feel that and I can use that always, you know? Yeah. So when I think about self-care, I always try to check in with like the four parts of myself, right? So like my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health, and my social health. And so if I look at all four of those areas and I see how I'm feeling, if I feel balanced, then I know that I'm doing things right and I'm doing that hard but good stuff. But if I feel off balanced, I know that I need to like tweak an area. So sometimes that self-care is like, for me, getting out of my comfort zone and talking to someone new when I'm at a an event or at work or, you know, whatever, and trying to make a new friend. Or sometimes that might be like, oh, I'm actually feeling very depleted spiritually, so I need to take time to meditate and be quiet with myself. Or, you know, sometimes it is I need to be in therapy again. And those are the kind of things that we put off for so long because it seems so hard and overwhelming. But once we do it, it's like, Oh my gosh, my life is so much better now. I wish I'd done it earlier. But it sounds like that takes a lot of emotional awareness because you're Mm -hmm. talking about like checking in at four different areas of our lives. So that requires self-care and sitting down and and doing that. Yeah. And taking the time to evaluate those different sections of your life and you can even rate them like zero to 10. How am I feeling on a scale of zero to 10 in terms of spiritually, you know, like, oh, I'm at this number and I'd like to be at this number. So what can I do about that? Yeah. But also in terms of the physical one, Boone and I just recently joined a Tai Chi group. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so freaking cute. I know. I bet so, that is so cute. It's not for children. It is exclusively old women. And we found them <laughs> at a park because Scout goes to preschool in the morning and Boone and I are usually bumming it around. But we found this old group and we like went up and talked to them. And we were like, and I was like, can I join your group? And they're like, yeah, sure. So then they're just like on a basketball court every morning from eight to 10. And we do Chai Chi. And at one point, if I get good enough, I can use a sword. So I mean, a sword around my three year old. (laughs) All safe. All safe. No worries. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's a very very safe thing. He's very responsible. (laughs) My gosh, that is so cool. But that is like perfect. Yeah. Self-care, right? And that's yeah. like when well, it was like a social thing because I yeah. would sit at a park by myself and Boone would play. And now I get all of these lady friends that I get to hang out with and do Tai Chi with. So it's freaking oh gosh, awesome. I want to come out and visit you and go with you. You should. You really should. That's so fun. So, you know, just spitballing some ideas for everybody's self-care. You can yeah, always so do that. Find a Tai Chi group near you. Yes. 
<laughs> They're very accepting. I yeah. loved it. But I think a lot of it is I hear and I see online a lot. A lot of people are depressed and anxious. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is biological. It's chemical. And there's reasons for that. But I think the flip side is a lot of us are creating lives that breed that depression and anxiety. And so I think that we do need to be brave sometimes and be honest about our lives and be honest about what's making us happy and what's not, what relationships are good and bad for us, what re- what work is good and bad for us. You know, I don't think that we can all live this idyllic, we have a perfect job where we don't have any stress. But I do think that there's a difference between I am barely functioning because I am so stressed and anxious and depressed with my life's work versus it is hard, but I am growing and engaging mm-hmm. and feel like I'm doing something good with my life, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's good to evaluate. I'm just I'm making a connection in my own life that some of the things that I've done for self-care for years are actually contributing to that hard aspect of my life. Like I think about... How, and this is like individual, everybody like do your thing. But like, I feel like I watch a lot of shows as self-care. I'm doing quotes. You can't see them. Self-care. Yeah. I watch a lot of shows, but then after I do it to escape and everything. But then afterwards, I feel empty. I feel non-productive. I feel, you know, like I feel like I didn't do anything for that whole afternoon. But in my mind, I was doing it for self-care to take a break, to take some mm-hmm. me time. But I think about if I would have read a book, like done something for me, done something else, called a friend, like done something that would have made me feel a little bit more filled inside. I mm-hmm. think that would have made me feel better. So I think it's it's a good thing right now to kind of assess what you're doing for self-care and be like, Jessica mentioned, be really honest about those things and look at how they're affecting your life right now because they could be contributing to a life that you want to escape. Yeah. Well, and we've probably all done something in the name of self-care that ended up making us feel worse. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah. (laughs) So like, yeah, like we've probably all made a purchase in the name of like retail therapy or self-care that was a little out of our means at the time. And then we feel stressed afterwards because it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I just dropped my paycheck on what? Yeah, (laughs) And so it's like for sure just a learning curve, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of like maturing and figuring yourself out and what works for you. And I like how just this article's basically made self-care seem like more of a long-term process than just like an immediate thing because I don't know I was thinking about I recently went on a vacation which is one of my favorite forms of self-care which seems like um very I guess exotic or like oh I, I went on vacation but if you look at the whole process of that it's like sacrificing money and like maybe some like immediate retail therapy or like comforts to put money aside so that you can do this bigger thing that will create lasting memories type of situation. I don't know if that's a good example, but I think it is. That makes a longer process of like, okay, what's going to mean more to me long-term and help my, mental health, physical health, all the things Jessica mentioned, 
for longer and be more sustaining than, mm-hmm. you know, just an immediate gratification type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes self-care is taking the vacation. Sometimes self-care is saying, I don't have the money. And so I need to take a step back from Instagram so that I'm not looking at everyone else traveling and hating my life and going to I'm Egypt, okay. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, those exotic just, locations. Those people to Egypt. Darn you, Pharaoh. You know? <laughs> but it is that, like, realizing AKA dysentery. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> Thank you, Taylor, for helping everyone. I just <laughs> was really sick, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry I shared that story with all of you. Oh, no, it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> At least it wasn't. A real, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. I know that other people with me had it a lot worse, but I just was a little nauseous. Bless them. Yeah. But it really is. It's saying, okay, for me, a vacation is good self-care because I've been working towards it, budgeting for it, planning for it, making sure that everything goes well. You know, it's a lot of work to go on a vacation. But then there are other times in your life where you say, I need to pull back and I actually need to, you know, work on being home and being okay with being home because some people use travel as an escape from Mm -hmm. their life that they aren't handling, you know? So you Mm -hmm. really do have to look at it, be honest about your intentions and then do what's right for you because all of this stuff that's so good can also be the flip side of like, Oh, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. But really what we're talking about with self care is not, we need to look perfect and we need to, be perfect people. I think the self-care and it's, there's a great quote in the article that talks about this. The act of self-care has become yet another thing women are expected to be good at. Uh Right. And it's like, yeah, it's true. Why? Can we just just minimize the list? Why is the list getting bigger? There's so many things, but realizing that self-care is just having a life that you feel good good about. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. But realizing it is not going and getting your eyebrows done because then you have great eyebrows and so you took care of yourself or buying a new shirt because then you look good because you take care of yourself. You know, it's realizing, yeah, I want to be well-groomed because that's part of a happy life, but I don't need to look perfect Mm -hmm. and I don't need to spend obscene amounts of money on this Because self-care is something else that has absolutely been commercialized and women are the victims of that for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think like we can make the point that self-care looks different for everybody. So Mm -hmm. we can't, we have to, if we're going to kind of change the perspective on this, uh, we have to not compare our form of self-care to someone else's. Well, so mine's like, better than yours, but I, if we just both understand <laughs> that, then we can move on. Exactly. Like, like say Jessica's form of self-care that she loved, like it was her thing to go monthly to get her eyebrows done. Mm-hmm. And she like budgeted for that. She made time for that out of her schedule. And that's what made her feel good and taken care of. And it filled some of those boxes for her. Awesome. Eyebrows not my priority. So maybe my self-care looks more like I'm putting that time and money towards something else. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Something else. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we're saying. It's about intention. 
Yes. But we don't, I don't want you to get swept up in this idea of I need to do all of this stuff that society is telling me to do for self care. Yes. But if that brings you true joy, absolutely put it on your list of things to do. Yeah. And realize that we're always going to feel stressed. And it's okay to have a life that brings you stress, but it is not okay to have a life that's bringing you burnout just because you don't need to be living in a state of burnout. Mm-hmm. Like there is relief. There is a different life. Just like we've talked about with depression and anxiety, you don't have to live with those all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's help out there. There's things that we can do. There are things you can shift in your life so that you don't have to be just waiting, clenching your fists, waiting till you can go home and finally just lay on your bed and do nothing because that's all you have energy for. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people live that way. Yeah. Um, I think most people do. I mean, I know that I did and have and still do when things mm-hmm. get stressed. Yep. Full. Mm-hmm. I liked the clarification there. And I think that would probably be our main takeaway mm-hmm. is to assess what self-care looks like for you and maybe have that tough conversation with yourself of, am what I'm doing right now actually helping me and causing lasting relief and... I mean, not relief totally from stress, but, you know, I'm living a life that I want to live. Or are you creating some issues for yourself? And can you tweak what you do for self-care to help yourself in that way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that keyword escape. So are, are the things that you're doing helping you to escape or are they helping you to grow? So it's kind yeah. of like which one of those is that feeding? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So just remember, go do something hard but good for yourself. Hard but good. What are you guys going to do this week? Oh, I am going to get up early. What? <laughs> Who is this person? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, not committing to that. I'm going to get up early and I'm going to shower before Logan leaves for work and I have to get the kids ready. Yay. That is going to be so freaking hard for me because right now my routine is to stay in bed until the very last second until Logan leaves and then I have to get up and take care of my kids. But I'm going to get up and shower and put on some clothes and then he will leave and then I can get my kids ready and walk out of the house feeling it, feeling it being me, mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. it, you yeah. know, <laughs> but very hard, very hard for Taylor. Super hard. <laughs> Yeah, this past week I started because, spoiler alert, guys, we actually started recording this last week. And then it was not good, so we re-recorded it this week. Not good, but... Not because Jessica's content was terrible. It was sound (laughs) issues. It was because she didn't talk about the Pharaoh's curse, and we all knew something was missing. You know, we were like, this is There was an anecdote that needed to be shared. Like, we need a a repeated anecdote, almost to the point of of it being obscene, you know? (laughs) You guys are going to love it. (laughs) Exactly, though. But really, we started this last week, so I started my self-care last week, and I... I was gonna say I joined an online gym. <laughs> like, but I'm That's doing kind of gym. Like, I'm doing an online at-home workout program because my daughter. I've started. She's finally napping for an hour, which is like a miracle, and so that gives me enough time in the morning. Instead of napping like I was before, 
I can work out for a half an hour and then shower for a half an hour. And that is huge Mm self-care. Like, and it's very hard for me because she wakes up guys between five 30 and six 30 every morning, which as you have heard is my own personal nightmare, but literally it is like (laughs) so rough. And so giving up that nap is really hard, but so good for me because I need that time to connect with my body and then just to feel clean and like I can do today or the rest of the day, you know. I love how both of ours entail showering. I know. Nice. Wow, that is trend. So <laughs> Brushing uh, my hair after showering is hard self-care, I tell you what. Yeah, for real days. I don't have children, so was, showering is not something I currently have to sacrifice. Yeah, that is nice. So mine will be... Oh my gosh, I had it. Oh, I'm going to read more than the TV I watch. Oh, I'm going to read for more hours than the amount of hours I watch TV. That's a really good one. Like, Mm -hmm. I like the way that you are doing that. That's a So it's not like, I'm only going to read. I'm never going to watch TV. It's like, I can still do that. I'm not an all or nothing kind of person. I will fail. If I live in the gray thing. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I actually started that today in prep for this episode without knowing it. Oh my gosh. Guys, (sighs) join us in this self-care revolution. Mm. Yeah. Let us know what you're doing for your self-care. Good, but hard. Mm -hmm. Good, but hard. Good, but hard. Dope. Good, but hard. Oh, all right. We better we better end. <laughs> We're going off the rails again. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in this week, team. We appreciate it. We appreciate you sharing these episodes. Your sweet comments seriously validate all the time and effort we put into making these. We hope it's helpful to you and feel free to let us know what we can do better to help you out. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com. And if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.